0: He may be the holiest Catholic that could ever make it to the cover of Mad Magazine, In the words of Alfred Newman say, What, me worry?
1: Aloha! From the sandy beaches of Hawaii comes a wave of God's love and the challenge to go deeper. Paddle out with us and experience the thrills of the radical plan God has for your life. It's Deep Adventure Radio with your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak.
0: Aloha and welcome back to Deep Adventure Radio. I'm your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. Hey, we had a lot of good feedback from the Renegade Rosary Run last week uh, that we had people do. They participated in the very first... 5k renegade rosary run uh, doing 5k of stand up paddling or hang gliding or walking or running or whatever they wanted and praying three times through the rosary while we did that so uh, there was such a great response that we're going to plan another one probably in about six months so uh, go to our website deepadventure.com if you want to find more out uh, about that and you know, I was thinking today uh, you know in in martial arts there 's different there 's so many different types of martial arts and I, I was fortunate to train in judo when I was a kid. I trained in taekwondo, which a lot of people know of as a great a sport form of karate, and uh, then I also trained in Tang Soo and then I was really fortunate. I trained in Ninjutsu. It's a very rare opportunity to 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 train in the, in that element. I also got to train in Aikido, and also Gracie style Jujitsu, and, and and a little bit of Kempo. But uh, Ninjitsu is really uh, where I, I I focused, and uh, eventually got to a second degree black belt, which means I'm basically just a beginner. But we learned something in the in the in the Ninjitsu world. We have a uh, five different areas that we fight in. We call it earth, wind, water, fire, and the void. And each of those different elements are different styles of fighting. And one of the styles that we learn to fight in is called the wind mode, which is very much for those of you who know martial arts. It's similar to Aikido. It's where you loo- you use your opponent's enemy to defeat him. Well, you know, our, we do have an enemy. Uh, he roars uh, looking who he can destroy and who he can, he can devour. devour. We have an enemy, and, and and you know his name is Satan, his minions. Of course, Satan is not equal to God. Uh, God created him as a beautiful creature, but one of the beautiful things God gave him was the freedom of will, and he did not stand in the truth, and so uh, he fell, and is now, of course, the leader of the fall of fallen angels. But um, evil is just a deprivation of good. There's no such thing as actually. God, so God didn't make evil. It's that Satan decided uh, for himself to be evil. But uh, he is an enemy to us. He hates us. I mean, people say God loves you and has a perfect plan for your life. Well, Satan has a horrible plan for your life. And so we need to be aware that, that he's on the prowl. We need to be alert to the fact that we have an enemy. The best way, though, there's a scripture verse in Psalms that says, My enemy prepared a trap and fell in it. I, you know, I think of Jesus also in the psalm that says uh, "My that my Lord prepares a place for uh, a table for me in the midst of our my enemies. Well, that your enemy be pr- may be prowling all around you. Um, Jesus is not concerned. He's preparing a table, the Eucharist for you, uh, for one thing, as a beautiful, powerful means of defeating the enemy. While your enemy is prowling and arrows are flying, Jesus is just peacefully preparing a table for you. But in the the Aikido way or in the Win way of the ninjutsu world... Twice I've broken people's collarbones, and I would have to say that I didn't break them. They broke them themselves when they, they were younger. Oh, I should say younger. They weren't – maybe they were halfway or two-thirds of the way to black belt. They didn't understand uh, what could happen to them uh, using their own power. And so with them uh, attacking me with, with full force, uh, just doing a simple wrist throw or something like that, they ended up falling hard. And uh, twice uh, – once uh, during practice, someone broke their collarbone, and also another time – when they were testing for their black belt, they had to fight a, t- a black belt to get it. And, of course, they were fighting me. And I, was, I wasn't being hard on either of them. I was being actually gentle. But their own forcefulness uh, caused them to break their collarbones. And so it's the same thing uh, with the enemy. He prepares a trap. But why don't we just use that to defeat him? When you feel pressure uh, coming on you, uh, there's two things you can do. You can you can fall into worry. You can fall into fear. You can fall into defeat. Or you can fall on your knees and pray. Read the Psalms. Pray the Psalms to Jesus. They're the most incredible weapon. When you feel that you're in free fall, uh, just pray the rosary. Pray the Liturgy of the Hours. Meditate on uh, Scripture. And what it does is the enemy just, you've basically taken his weapon away because when he attacks you, he knows all he's going to do is push you closer to Jesus. When he throws his weapons at you, he knows all you're going to do is get on your knees and pray more so there's nothing he can do. They're, they're not they're, every trap he throws at you. Your response is just to turn to Jesus, uh, and that should be our response. Uh, and to to say to Jesus, deal with him for me, or to or to your guardian angel, deal with him for me. Let me just keep my eyes on Jesus. The enemy prepares a trap for us and falls into it, and that's the essence of of of, of ninjutsu. Someone uses all their power and strength and throws it at you. The enemy throws it at you, and all you do is just step aside and use the, the your your enemy's. Uh, your enemy's energy against him. So, but be vigilant and be prayerful and be aware. Stay close to Jesus. I mean, you, if, you, if you're if you're if you're an athlete, if you're if you're a, a in the military, also, you know that you have to be disciplined. The key to freedom is to be disciplined. I know it sounds like it should be the opposite that the free to the key to freedom would be to just do whatever you want. No, the key to freedom is to be disciplined because the more disciplined you are. That more freedom is carved out in your life when you get up on time, make your bed on time, go to work, and are diligent and and are able to make a good in- income. You have more freedom when you're not uh, so free that you're, you're 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 participating in drugs or drinking too much. You actually have more freedom. You're not a slave to those things. So the key to freedom is to be a disciple, and a disciple that means discipline. So discipline yourself. What I'm asking you to do is discipline yourself in your prayer life. First thing in the morning, drop on your knees and spend some time with the Lord. I can't start my day without spending that time uh, in praying through the Liturgy of the Hours. uh, I, I, pr- I read one w- two pages from the catechism. I read one page from the early church fathers. I read one uh, page from the imitation of Christ. And then I spend my time just a few moments with the Lord, and then, I, then I'm ready for my day. Then I have my weapon. So I'm challenging you to start your day with prayer and keep discipline throughout your day and use that to defeat the enemy. We'll be right back with more Deep Adventure Radio.
1: Deep Adventure Radio, going deeper into the heart of God.
2: Weekdays on the EWTN Radio Network. EWTN Open Line is your source for reliable answers about the faith. On Monday, John Martinoni takes on questions about apologetics. Tuesdays about chastity and pro-life issues with Barbara McQuiggan. Wednesdays, Father Mitch Pacwa has the gospel truth about the church and holy scripture. Father Larry Richards tackles questions about evangelization each Thursday. And on Friday, Colin Donovan provides answers on theological issues. EWTN Open Line, weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network.
3: Hey, this is Randy Hain, author of six books and co-editor of The Integrated Catholic Life. And I love listening to Bear Wozniak's Deep Adventure Radio.
0: Aloha and welcome back to Deep Adventure Radio. I've just got a lift in my spirit today. I'm thrilled because I have a friend of mine. This is, I think, his third time on our show. He's, he's, uh, I think he's tied for first place for the most times we've had someone of our show on our show. And the reason why I like this guy so much isn't because his name sounds like he might be a distant relative, uh, Gary Zemak. Um, it's really that he and I both kind of launched out into our ministries at a similar time, kind of took bold steps. To do that, and uh, so we're kind of like in the trenches together, and uh, have always you know bumped into each other and encouraged each other, and, uh, and just had a great time together. So I- I'm I'm glad to welcome my good friend Gary Zimak to the show. Aloha, Gary.
3: Aloha, Bear. Thanks for having me back again.
0: Hey, I got to tell you something. Now you got to keep this a secret. Don't get it, don't That's let right. it get back to Servant Books. Uh, uh-huh. You and I both have new books coming out with Servant, uh, f- uh, part of Franciscan Media, right? Yeah. That is correct. We okay. Do. Okay. And your new book is Finding uh, a Real Friend in Jesus, correct?
3: Find a, re- find a Real Friend in Jesus. Yeah. And, and 10 be- Amazingly Easy Steps. Because, you know, Bear, this book is all about how to have a personal relationship with Christ. Okay. Well, we're going to. So, so many people I run into don't know how to do this. So we're going to talk about
0: it. Well, let's talk about that. I really want to go deep. I really want to go deep with that. But here, here's what I want to ask you about yeah. Find a Real Friend in Jesus, Servant Books. In the back. Did you acknowledge me for being such a great guy to you or anything like that? Probably not. But who, do, who did you acknowledge in the back? Who who did you thank in the back of the book? I'm just curious.
3: I always thank my wife, my wife Eileen, my girls, Mary and Elizabeth. I thank uh, the folks that serve it. And I thank the Lord and his blessed mother because, you know what, without, without those people, none of what I do would be possible.
0: Okay, well, here's a little secret I want to let you in on. And don't let anybody know. Uh, yeah. Do you know who Ron Burgundy is? The famous... The names, uh, the name's familiar. The Will Ferrell character? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, <laughs> the sure. The TV anchor? Okay, don't uh, let anybody at Servant know this, but in the, in the acknowledgement sections of my book, and it's gone through all the editing, now it's just got copy editing left, uh, I acknowledge, you know, of course, you know, I, Mother Angelica, who I love so much, and... And you know, friends and family. But in there, I also thank Ron Burgundy for his constant inspiration, advice, and for always staying classy. <laughs> and so far, <laughs> and so far, it looks like Servant Books is about to publish that book. So don't tell anybody you guys who are listening. Don't give them the heads up. So, uh, oh man, yeah, uh, that, that, new, that new book is called Deep Adventure: The Way of Heroic Virtue, and it can be uh, uh, pre-ordered now. Two years comes out in February, though, right?
3: It does. It was supposed to be April, but there's been a lot of demand for it. So Servant moved it up
0: until February. Well, that's so cool. And I guess there hasn't been a lot of demand for mine. They pushed mine back to April. No,
3: get out of here.
0: But uh, we're so uh, glad to have you uh, with us again. And, uh, you know, give us a little brief overview because we want to – I want to – Gary is someone who – really has a gift to, to, to talk with people about uh, fortitude, about not worrying, about coraggio, about faith and hope. Uh, and then his new book is about having a personal encounter with Jesus, which is really the key to all of that. Yes. But um, give us just a little backstory. I know we've heard, heard a little bit of your story before, but your, how you came to your encounter with Jesus and how you launched off into your ministry.
3: There, I, I, I'll tell you what, it, it is an amazing story. It still blows me away to this day. I, I've always been someone has struggled with anxiety, and this, it's been a battle for most of my life, but I never really had a good personal relationship with Christ. And I've told the story frequently, too, when I speak and in my books, that I didn't even think it was possible for a Catholic to have a personal relationship with Christ. That's how... That's—I uh, know it sounds pathetic, but that's what I really believed. I thought it was a Protestant thing, so I went to mass every week. My parents had me go to mass; never missed uh, mass. And even when I, I moved out of the house as an adult, I kept going to mass because I thought that's what you do as a Catholic. And I never took it beyond that level. In late 2004, I had uh, a health scare and I got nervous, and I, I basically thought I was dying. So I panicked, went to the doctor. They did some tests, the testing went on for a few months, and they never really found out what was wrong with me, and I started to feel better. But in the meantime, what I did was I started really reaching out to the Lord, thinking I was dying, thinking that I'm a lukewarm Catholic, I better get my faith in order. And in the process, in the process of all that, I got to know Jesus personally. And from that point on, I never turned back. Once you get to know Christ, once you have that encounter with Him, you just have to share that that, that uh, relationship with others, and you also don't ever want to go back to the way you were before. So that really was the the motivation for my, my full-time work for the Lord, my full-time apostolate now, just about uh, just about celebrating my fourth anniversary of full-time ministry. Bear. I never expected to do it, never was the type of guy who wanted to work for myself, never had a lot of courage. But somehow, once I met the Lord, I just felt this is what I needed to do. And he's been blessing my work ever since. And I'll tell you what, I am more peaceful now than I ever have been in the past.
0: You know, when Jesus wants to teach people the lesson of, uh, of peace, uh, the lesson of trust— now, the lesson okay. of courage, he doesn't uh, make their life too easy, does he? I mean, like the disciples are in the middle of the storm, right, in that boat, and he's just, they're like freaking out. And these guys are fishermen. You know, Jesus is a carpenter. I mean, he <laughs> should have been the one freaking out, you know. But they're and they are oh, my God, Lord, save us, we perish. And he's asleep in the back of the boat. So God has to That's this, right. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: And the funny thing is, Barry, you know, if you look at that story, you're right. They're fishermen. They let him get in the boat with them probably thinking that we've got this, we're the fishermen, we can handle it, Jesus, you rest, you go to sleep, and we all know the story. What happened? He's sleeping, the storm hits, they freak out, they turn to him, he saves the day, and what happens is their faith grows because of that experience. Our faith doesn't grow when we're not in the storm. I wish it did. I don't like storms. I I wish I had smooth sailing throughout my life, but now I realize that's the only way I'm going to grow closer to the Lord, is when I... I turn to him in time of need and watch what he does in my life. That's how our faith
0: grows. You know, it's interesting, too, because as your faith grows, uh, things that would normally jostle you on the outside— don't, uh, don't affect you. If you, if you've spent your time in prayer with the Lord, I mean, uh, you know, serious things can be happening all around you, but, and I, and I have that. I think you do too. When you're, when you're in Mm full-time ministry, uh, there is a storm against you. And we ask our friends out there to pray for us, but I've just had some big storms come against me in the last, uh, couple of weeks and it, and it didn't, it, it, it just, it didn't affect me. I just, it just well God you know if it 's up to you I, i'm if it 's not going to affect my eternal salvation, I think everything 's going to be okay and you know these 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 uh, two uh things evaporated, just evaporated and i 'm not saying that God always uh, it removes uh adversity from our lives we go strong, we get strong by uh, paddling upstream you know but in the in the in the overall sense of it. Uh, we just have our trust in, in our confidence in God, and so even though we 're getting uh buffeted um, we don 't get pushed around you know we We, we, we hold our ground we, we, we stand in the truth we stand in, in in a kind of that 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 image of the woman coming out of the desert with her her head on her beloved 's shoulder you know walking out of the the desert. You know, the desert experience can be so hard. But uh, we, right. do, we learn to just recline ourselves uh, a, against the, the heart of the Lord. And really, it, nothing should buffet us. We should be able to just walk, uh, stand in the truth, and not be affected by that. I think, but we learn that kind of, <laughs> we don't, we, don't um, we, we read it, we believe it. But then when you live it, uh, it gradually builds up that, that coraggio muscle within us.
3: Yeah, and that's that's the secret there. You you really touched on something. What really matters in life is our eternal salvation. We are here, we are created so that we can live with the Lord forever in Heaven. Now, He already, He took care of that need. He redeemed us. Jesus by virtue of what He did on the cross, He redeemed us. Now it's up to us to just cooperate with that grace that He gives us. And He doesn't ask us to do anything by ourselves. And in fact, He said, without me, you could do nothing. John 15. He talks about the fact that apart from Him, we can't do anything. And I look at the life of St. Paul and about how St. Paul boasted of his weakness. That's the key, brother, to admit that we're weak. We can't do it by ourselves. The Lord doesn't want us to do it by ourselves. He wants us to walk one day at a time. That's a big part of my message. One day at a time with Him, and we will make it through. But we've got to trust Him, and we've got to have that contact. It all begins with that personal relationship with Christ. I need to... I need to talk to him every day, and he needs to speak to me. I need to listen to him every day. As long as I do that, I'm going to be peaceful. But I still am someone who is prone to anxiety, and I fight about one day at a time and with the Lord by my side. If he and I are together, then I'm going to feel peace.
0: Yeah, God, God bless you. Is a pretty big, big pretty big army. You know, I'm I'm, I'm recalling um, the the army of Gideon. Remember when the the, the yeah. Israelites were going to be under attack, and and Gideon uh, gathered a force. I forget it was maybe a few thousand. It wasn't a very big force, mm-hmm. and uh, they were gathering to go into battle. And God said, you know what? That's too many. Because uh, yes. <laughs> you guys will take credit for the victory. That's just too many. And he had them go through a process of going down by the water. And I forget all, all the process, you know, what, those who, who cupped it in their hand or dipped down or whatever. He, he, he eliminated a bunch of men. So anyone anyone who's, mm-hmm. who's scared or has responsibilities at, at home, go home. And they left. And then there were still mm-hmm. too many. He got, hey, you know, you guys are still going to take the credit, so we got to get it lower. Mm-hmm. And he had the men come down. Anyone who, who lapped up the water like a, a dog would do, lean down and drink the water that way. He sent those guys home. He only kept mm-hmm. the ones that, that actually uh, uh, reached down and scooped the water and brought it up to, to their mouths, which is – Really the only uh, position you can be in and still be on the alert for for an enemy attack, right? I mean, as a ninja black belt, you know, second degree black belt, when I bow to my uh, adversary, I always keep my eyes on his eyes. I don't look at his feet when I, when Mm -hmm. I bow to him, right? So there is this, there is this sense of being alert because the devil uh, is on the prowl, uh, looking at whom he can kill and destroy. But our, our trust, has to be in God, we have to be a Gideon type army. We can't think that it's up to us. We work as hard, uh, we work hard, but it's easy because we, our that's trust right. is in the Lord. So, um, that's right, that's right. So, tell, but the key to this, as you've said, is do we have a personal uh, relationship with Jesus? Tell us right. about those ten. I think you said there were ten steps. Uh, in your book. I forget exactly. What, 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 are, what, is the, what does it take to have that personal encounter with Jesus?
3: You know, Bear, the first thing we have to accept is that it's possible. A lot of people don't even realize it's possible, and then once we do, once we do realize that it's possible, we don't know how how we can do that. That's why I wrote the book. So, very, very briefly in, in the book, I came up with these these ten steps. The first one is we have to break down the walls. There are obstacles that stand between us and Jesus, and I talk about different things that, can, uh, that we can encounter that can get in the way of our relationship. One of them being we can't see him. He's invisible. That's difficult, but there, there are ways around these things. There's the weirdness factor. We don't want people to think we're weird if we talk about Jesus. Well, and I, I say in the book, if you get to know him, the more you get to know him, the less you're going to care about that. So there's these obstacles. Another step is we can't forget the church. Christ founded a church, and it's through his church that we really get to know him. Uh, step three can can it, it involves talking. Can I am I willing to spend the time speaking to the Lord every day, and am I willing to listen to Him speak? And yes. He does speak, and again, that's a big problem for many people. We have to get used to reading the Bible. He speaks to us through the Bible. He speaks to other people. He speaks through His Church. We also have to uh, take advantage of the grace given to us by the sacraments. And through the sacraments, we get to know Christ better. We have to spend time in His presence. There's an old saying, absence makes the heart grow fonder." That's not true with Jesus. The more we're with Him, the more we get to know him, we also have to turn to his mother. That's been; She's been a great help to me. When I turn to the Blessed Mother, and I, the more I am devoted to her, the more I get to know her, the more I get to know Jesus. She wants to help us. We can't forget about helping the poor, because when we reach out to other people, we reach out to those around us, the poor, the needy, the annoying, you know, those people that drive us crazy— All of these people, we find Jesus in the people around us. And we also have to remember that we're going to be sent suffering in this life. When we suffer, when we embrace our cross, we're being united very closely with the Lord, because if you look at his life, his life consisted of a great deal of suffering. So the more we suffer, we're all going to face suffering. It's not a matter of, once I become close to Jesus, I'm going to suffer more. It's not necessarily the case. But when we embrace our cross, when we pick up our cross daily, as St. Luke says in Luke 9.23, we pick up that cross daily and unite any suffering that we encounter with the suffering of Christ, we grow closer to Him. So, Bear, if you put all these steps together, and again, I go into a lot more detail in the book, what happens is we gradually begin to grow closer to our Lord, and you know what, this is the story of what I've been going through for the past few years. The reason I wrote this book is because one day I realized I'm not close enough to Christ as I should be, and I really sought out ways that I could grow closer to Him, and I wanted to share these, these suggestions with any of my readers, and this really, this personal relationship with, with Christ is not only the basis of uh, the, the secret to getting to heaven, because you're going to need that, but it's the secret of feeling peace in this life really, really critical that we have that relationship with
0: the Lord. You know, here's the thing. Um, Yes, um, he is the Prince of Peace. There's a scripture verse that says, uh, may the Prince of Peace rule in your heart. And then a few verses later, it says, may the the, um, uh, um, the," it says the Prince of Peace and then it says the Peace of God. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. we, we can rule in our hearts. Here's the thing we have to understand. The person who suffers the best is the one who is has the most self-mastery. Mm-hmm. The, the person who uh, can suffer best, in other words, is not moved by insult, attack, waves, wind, weather. The one who can face adversity and not change their inner disposition, even a hint, is the one who, self, who has self-mastery. The one who suffers best is the one who has uh, the most peace. There is going to be suffering, but mm-hmm. we we need to, like you said, we need to embrace it. We need to run to that cross each day and and pick it up. There are some people right now that are facing real dire surfing uh, suffering. It may be from from moral evil or maybe some uh, just natural uh, things that are happening. Uh, you know, maybe illness. Maybe there's a contention right. in the family. Maybe they've lost work. The person who suffers best is the one who has self mastery, who cannot be moved. From their standing in the truth, the, who cannot, who whose position, whose eyes are always fixed on Jesus, who eyes, are, whose eyes are always fixed on the cross. The one who suffers best picks up their cross daily, and the way you do that is you you spend your, you know, every morning. I get up, I start my day in prayer, and and I sustain that prayer throughout the day using uh, the liturgy, of the hours, and and other things that the church has provided for us. We're speaking with Gary Zemak. He's written a new book. What, give us the name of the book again, Gary, real quick find a real friend in Jesus. Okay, and and, and Gary Zimak is a real good friend of mine, too. So we're going to be right back with our co-adventure guide, Gary. Uh, You can pre-order his book on uh, Amazon.com. I'm your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak, and we'll be right back with more Deep Adventure Radio. International Deep Adventure Radio. Aloha. This is Bear Wozniak from deepadventure.com with a warning. Do not tune in to Deep Adventure Radio unless you're ready to step out of the comfort zone of your life and into the danger zone of the adventure that God has for you. Deep Adventure Radio, Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, on your EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network.
4: I'm Brian Patrick, and here at EWTN News Nightly, we're very much aware our world is changing rapidly. The news can be so troubling, but it helps to get it in the context of Catholic teaching. That's why I encourage you to watch EWTN News Nightly and to subscribe to the print edition of the National Catholic Register, always faithful in-depth coverage of crucial issues, like religious freedom, the sanctity of all human life, traditional marriage, and Pope Francis, his travels, his powerful homilies, and great features like one of my favorites on Saint Joseph, provider and protector. Subscribe to the print edition of the National Catholic Register and watch EWTN News Nightly, the perfect combination for faithful Catholics who want the news, who want the truth.
2: For a free three-issue trial of the National Catholic Register, Go to EWTN.com and click on the banner for the register or call 800-421-3230 for your three free issues.
4: On the next Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio.
2: We'll keep you closely connected to the faith with the latest from Rome, the front lines of the pro-life movement, and we'll also take a look at other crucial issues facing you and your family and our one holy Catholic and apostolic church.
4: Catholic Connection, weekday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern on EWTN Radio. Deep
1: Virtue with Bear
0: Wozniak. Aloha, this is Bear Wozniak with deepadventure.com with Deep Virtue number 84. You know, I'm, I'm a private pilot. I mean, I can't even believe that they let me fly a plane. I'm not that really good at it. But I have my license. The FAA lets me fly around Hawaii. And uh, when I was first learning, in one of the very first lessons, probably in the first six or seven or ten lessons, they take you up in this single-engine Cessna, and we're flying at about oh maybe uh, seven thousand feet. And they say now pull up the pull up on the um, airplane and and just basically go as fast a, a, and at a very steep angle. When you do that, eventually you run out of wind speed. And you hear this terrible sound, this kind of ringing siren kind of goes off, a warning signal. And then all of a sudden, the nose of the plane just drops, and you're heading straight towards Earth. You're going into a stall, and the only way to get out of that stall is just to accelerate downwards until you get enough airspeed that you can uh, get some loft again under the wings and pull up. I think that happens a lot to us in 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 our lives. Where we're an airplane, we're meant to fly, we're meant to soar, we're meant to use the... You know, the the loft, uh, the aerodynamic loft that being a Christian gives us. But we get too prideful. We get our nose in the air. Uh, We put all of our energy into something and our nose gets up in the air and we are just thinking we're going to do this all on our own effort. And we do that. Eventually, there comes a fall. Pride comes before the fall. And then no matter how much we try, no matter how much we do, the airplane stalls and we start to basically crash. We're going down. We're going down fast. The key is to put your nose down. The key is to sink your nose down and get humble before the Lord. And the Lord will give you a wind beneath your wings again. So stay humble before the Lord. Your plane is meant to fly. You stay in right relationship with him. God will give you the glide glide path. This is Bear Wozniak from deepadventure.com with Deep Virtue number 84. Deep Virtue with
1: Bear Wozniak. Find out more at deepadventure.com. Back to Deep Adventure Radio with Bear Wozniak.
0: Suffering in paradise for you. Aloha, this is Bear Wozniak with Deep Adventure Radio. I'm your adventure guide. And I have with me uh, my co-adventure guide today is Gary Zemak. He's written a book, Find a Real Friend in Jesus. He's an expert on, uh, encouraging people not to worry. I, I, like to think of it as someone who's an expert in the gifts of, uh, in the virtues of fortitude and faith and hope. Um, you know, he's an expert because he's been through a lot. And that's really the way we, we tend to learn, uh, in life is by, is by, uh, kind of on the job training. But the key thing that we talked about in the last segment is the key to fortitude, the key to suffering well, the key to not letting the world push us around, the key to self-mastery is spending time with Jesus. It the key is to uh, have a personal encounter a personal relationship with Jesus. I've been reading um uh, Pope Benedict's book uh recently uh um <laughs> Verbum Domini I think is the the word it's uh, the word of god and he talks about how important it is to have a personal encounter with god uh, st augustine uh, talked about how he avoided and avoided and ran from god and then finally uh just poured out his heart god actually just kind of tackled him in a in a garden and um and uh, and uh, challenged him to read, uh, to pick up and read. He heard a young girl say, voice saying, "Pick up and read," and he read from scriptures. And then, just finally, there was just this this free fall of abandoning himself to God's love and to God's will. Is it really true, or is it just is it just craziness to think, Gary, that we can actually have a personal encounter with Jesus?
3: It's absolutely true. And here, here's the beautiful thing, Bear: it's it's something that any of us can do. And I think the problem is. For many individuals, they feel that they have to do all the work. And I think that's a big mistake. We don't have to do all the work. And the minute we start speaking to Jesus, the minute we start speaking to Jesus and ask him to reveal himself, he begins to work as well. I mean, he's always working to try to get himself closer to us, but he's going to do the bulk of the work. He's working on the relationship, too. So it's not just us. It's the Lord working on the relationship as well. But it is absolutely possible. And furthermore, through that personal relationship with Jesus, we're drawn into a relationship with God, our Heavenly Father, which is really what Jesus wants to do. He wants to make that invisible God, for so many thousands of years, that God who was distant, that God who is mysterious, he wanted to bring him closer to us. So through Christ, we have a relationship with our Heavenly Father. It's a beautiful thing.
0: You know it wasn't like he um came here to preach a, a new doctrine or to to uh, to preach ideals or to give us a, some sort of curriculum he he came uh to have a personal encounter with us and there's nothing more personal than someone laying down their lives for their friends or even more so to lay down their lives for their enemies you know adam and eve when they uh when they sinned uh they hid the first question you you hear uh after um a satan's question of has, has God uh, said not to eat of anything, was G- was God walking in the garden saying, Adam, where are you? And then in the New mm-hmm. Testament, you see the Magi saying, where is he? And, and that's really it. God is the one initiating. God is the one uh, drawing drawing us back into this relationship. How did you uh, – was your uh, initial encounter with Jesus kind of a gradual uh, sort of awakening or, or was it – uh, 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 a moment in time that you can recall, it,
3: it, it, Barry. It, it was a gradual, uh, gradual awakening. Because here is what happened when I first, when I first started to have this desire to to become a good Catholic. That's what the desire really was. I thought I was dying with some mystery element. I didn't know what was wrong with me. I really didn't seek a personal relationship with Jesus. What I thought was to learn more about my Catholic faith. But in the process, I, I listened to a lot of Catholic radio, did a lot of reading, started to go to Mass every day, and by all of these events, what happened was, I gradually began to realize that, hey, I can get to talk to Jesus, I can get to know Him better, and that's what happened. So through, daily, I really credit Daily Mass, the grace that I received through going to Daily Mass, uh, through the, that grace, I was able to have this personal encounter with the Lord, and I, and I began to realize, he's real, I can speak to him, and I can hear him speak to me. And now every day, throughout the day, I work on this relationship. It's just like any other relationship in life, you need to work on it. I work on the relationship with my wife, I work on the relationship with my friends, I work on my relationship with Christ, and that involves me speaking to him every day. And he, I'm I'm so glad you talked about the liturgy of the hours and starting your day with prayer. That's exactly what I do as well, even though I have a tendency to want to start working every day. I want to start writing. I want to start looking for speaking work. I want to start doing all kinds of things, but I realize without that relationship with Christ, first of all, nothing's going to work. Second of all, I'm going to be miserable, and third... I'm going to start to feel a little uh, self-righteous, thinking that I can do this all by myself, which was exactly the problem with Gideon, and the Lord wanted to avoid that. And he, As you he said, he whittled the people down, the, the, the army down to 300 people, so that he didn't think that he was doing this, that they didn't think they were doing this without the Lord's help. So that's key, that personal encounter with the Lord, it has to be a daily thing. It's not a one-and-done process. It's something that I need to do every day, And I've accepted the fact, and I would say to anyone listening out there, you need to accept the fact that a personal relationship with Christ, growing closer to Christ, you will never get as close to Him as you want to be. I mean, in other words, you don't ever get to a point where you say, that's it, we're close enough, I can relax now. You want to spend the rest of your life trying each day, one day at a time, to grow closer to Christ. And we do that by having this encounter with him we read his words in scripture we pray we try to receive the sacraments we spend time in his presence we ask his mother for help and as we do all of these things little by little one day at a time we grow closer to him
0: you know there's different ways that we experience um, this encounter with Jesus there's different ways that that we that uh, people experience this initial conversion i mean think about david when the ark of the covenant was brought into his city he got naked and danced around he was so excited you know he's that's just the way the holy spirit touched him i mean he 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 would he would write songs and play his harp and write psalms you know he was just very very uh demonstrative shall we say other people may not be so much like that but god you know for me uh i'd always been seeking god i I didn't didn't i was you know confused i'd when I was younger, I, I was trying to find God in all kinds of ways, Buddhism, philosophy, uh, other other Christian religions. And I was fortunate at the age of 19 to experience some, uh, be in the presence of some uh, charismatic Catholics. And I was prayed over and I had this unbelievable and powerful encounter with Jesus. It's the powerful infusion of God's love and God's Holy Spirit in my life. And it radically, radically changed me. Uh, my whole paradigm shifted. and I knew that I'd, I had encountered uh, my creator, but I still need, needed to work, have that relationship on a day-by-day basis. Um, God says that he is the rewarder of those that diligently seek him. I know people that will say, you know, I, I'm open to having a relationship with God if, if if he wants to. I mean, I'm open to it. That that makes you, makes me want to throw up. Earlier in the first segment, you talked about how you were a lukewarm Christian. You know, God says yeah. that makes him want to throw up. You know, if if you are lukewarm, yeah. I wish you were hot or cold. Yep. You lukewarm, I'll vomit you out of my mouth. Um, just being open with that sweet sort of niceness towards God is not what He's asking for. He wants you to diligently seek Him. He wants you to to press in, uh, you know, to find Him. And I'm thinking about this. So many times, you know, we we go and we'll present ourselves. We'll go to mass we may pray the Liturgy of the Hours, When we may pray the Rosary, we don't feel anything and we don't think anything is happening. But in well. Hawaii, when people come to Hawaii, we tell them, you know what? Wear sunscreen. Well, I don't need to wear sunscreen today. It's a cloudy day. No, um, yeah. no, you need to wear sunscreen even on the cloudiest of days in Hawaii because you're going to get a sunburn if you don't. Even on a cloudy day, even when we feel in our lives that we're just not getting through, you know, we're, we're praying but our prayers bounce off the ceiling. That's how I always used to feel. Like, I meant prayers only go one foot in the air and then they fall back down. When we feel like there's a cloud between uh, us and the Lord, there's an an ancient book called The Cloud of Unknowing that's very popular among uh, Catholic uh, mystics. Um, You know, there is this kind of cloud that sometimes seems to to cover us. But if you just go outside, in other words, if you go sit in the presence of the Lord by by praying the rosary, going to mass, reading scriptures, you may not realize what's happening. And you come in uh, you know, like if, you, if you've been out on a cloudy day, you come in and you look. Oh my gosh, I have a suntan, and I, I didn't even see the sun today. There is this way of just presenting ourselves to the Lord day by day in a disciplined way that gradually, without our even knowing it, we're getting a we're getting a spiritual suntan. We are being gradually transformed from you know darkness into light. There's this transition transition that's taking place in us that we're not even aware of, and um, and and then one day we wake up and go. I'm walking side-by-side side with Jesus. I've grown yeah. to know his voice. I've grown to know that sense of peace when he's with me, when he's speaking to me. And, uh, and so it's kind of, kind, of, kind of something like that that we, we grow into. Hey, Gary, we've got to take a break here in a minute, but um, you know how big a fan I am of you and your family. Uh, can you share with us again this title of this book and, uh, and where people can reach you if they want you to come speak?
3: Yeah, Bear, thank you. The title of the book is Find a Real Friend in Jesus' Ten Amazingly Easy Steps. And I would certainly love to come out and speak to to your parish anyone who 's interested in having me speak my website is followingthetruth.com.
0: this is This is bear Wassink with deep adventure radio we 've been talking with a friend of mine, Gary Zimek. We both kind of started off into this new this ministry and the new evangelization around the same time so it 's been really interesting we both kind of uh, we pray for each other, we encourage each other and we see uh, we 're seeing uh, the fruit. Uh, Jesus said to Peter. Uh, you know, throw out your net. And Jesus and Peter's response was, Lord, at thy word, I cast out my net. God is speaking to you right now, some of you right now, to move out into the new evangel- evangelization and throw out your net. Uh, this is Bear Wozniak. I'm with Deep Adventure Radio. I've been talking to Gary Zemak. We'll be right back with more.
1: Deep Adventure Radio, where the surf is always up. Are people
2: challenging your faith? Do you wish you knew how to explain it better? Well then tune in to hear Father Mitch Pacwa and his guests, setting the record straight on all matters, faith and reason. Next time on EWTN Live, only on EWTN. EWTN Live with Father Mitch Pacwa is seen and heard around the world. For dates and times in your area, log on to EWTN.com.
4: A little over a year ago, we made a promise to provide global coverage of the news from a Catholic point of view. Since then, we've kept that promise. From our ever-growing presence at the White House and on Capitol Hill, to our daily reports at the Vatican, we continue to find stories of faith and hope, and cover tragedy and human suffering with empathy and compassion. Tackling the topics others don't. Asking the questions other networks won't. We're with Pope Francis as he travels the world every step of the way at home. We don't just broadcast the news five nights a week. We deliver the truth.
1: EWTN News Nightly. Watch it every weeknight at 6 Eastern on EWTN. Or listen to an encore broadcast at 9 Eastern right here on EWTN Radio. EWTN News Nightly. Global coverage. Catholic perspective. Deep Adventure Radio.
0: The Bold Standard in Radio. Aloha and welcome back to Deep Adventure Radio. This is where we go deep. Uh, We don't want to always just skim along the surface. You know, in Hawaii, uh, I've paddled that that channel between Molokai and Oahu. It's about 28 miles. Pretty treacherous channel. And the channel is very deep. It's like two miles deep. Uh, The Bible always uh, compares uh, God's wisdom and his love to the great abyss. And so we want to go deep with we want to go deep with God and we have as our guest today uh, Gary Zemak who uh, has written a book uh, how, how is, what is this, the, ver, the the name of the book again Gary
3: find a real friend find, in Jesus find
0: a real friend in Jesus okay so I got a question for you. Uh, sometimes I watch, uh, well, I really don't, but in the past I'd watched um, some of the sort of hyper evangelization you see on on, uh, on the TV. It's very, um, I would call it emotionalism. The Holy Spirit will touch our emotions, uh, but, yes. our, but, but our emotions, uh, should, what, what role th- th- does this very natural human part of us emotions play in our going deeper with God?
3: I'm so glad you brought that up there because I think one of the biggest problems that we make, that many people make in their spiritual lives, is to to depend too much on their emotions. You talked about praying even if you don't feel like, even if you don't feel like anything is happening. And when I go out and I speak about overcoming anxiety and growing close to the Lord, I always make the point. Don't be fooled by your emotions emotions yes, they can tell us something, but the church teaches that emotions they're morally neutral so even if you feel afraid, even if you feel afraid and you're praying, that's fine it's there's a big difference between fear and worry so we've got to learn to overcome that 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 um, that tendency to really become a slave to our emotions. That goes with overcoming anxiety, and it also goes with, it has to do with growing closer to Christ. I need to pray every day whether I feel like it or not. A lot of days, even though I consider myself to be friends with Jesus, even though I consider us to be, uh, to have a pretty good relationship, there are days when I don't feel like praying. I might be tired, I might not be feeling well, I might be distracted, I don't always feel like praying, but brother, I'll tell you what, I never start my day without praying now. I force myself to do it, because that's what happens. That's what happens in any relationship, even my wife and I. There are times when we might not feel like being nice to one another. When when our girls were younger, and we had to get up. I have 18-year-old twins now, as you know, but when they were younger, my wife and I had to take change, take turns at night changing diapers when the girls were young. We didn't exactly jump for joy when we got woken up in the middle of the night, but we do it because we love. We love them. And it's the same thing, same thing with the Lord. If I want to grow closer to Him, and if I really love Him, I've got to be willing to pray and talk to Him whether I feel like it or not. And just the fact that I don't feel like praying or that I don't feel like He's responding doesn't mean that He isn't. That's a big mistake that we make if we become slaves to our emotions. Now, can our emotions tell us something? Yes, they can. If I am constantly afraid, if I'm afraid of what will happen to me in the future, well, then that's a sign that I might not be trusting in God's providence. The good news is that we're still alive. We can work on that. If I recognize that my faith is weak because I'm constantly afraid, even when I shouldn't be, there are times to be afraid. There are also times when I shouldn't be afraid. If I live in constant fear, then that can tell me that there's a problem, and I can work on that problem. I can turn to the Lord, and I can say, Lord, help me. I'm not trusting you as much as I should. Can you help me? And I think so many times there we forget to ask for that help We try to do this by ourselves. I'm going to overcome my worry. I'm going to become close to Christ. Well, We've got to remember that he needs to. He's going to be doing something too. We need to let him work. We need to let him speak to us, as well as us speaking to him. So the emotions they can be useful, but they can also be uh, they can also be a distraction. And I'll tell you what, brother. Here's some advice: If we follow our emotions, if we base our spiritual life on our emotions, this is going to sound harsh, but it's absolutely true. We're going to end up in hell if we strictly follow our emotions, and that's all we do we do what feels good in life, we only pray when we feel like it, we're going to end up in hell because that's going to get us into trouble. The evil one will play into our emotions, and he's going to try to fool us. He's going to try to convince us that our prayers aren't doing any good, that the Lord doesn't really love us, that we can't get to heaven, that the reason we feel miserable is because there is no hope. If we fall for this, we are going to be in deep trouble spiritually. So the emotions, they're useful, but they can't be our, our sole basis for our spiritual life.
0: You know, um, you touched on this too, that uh, some of this, the, the, the overtones uh, can be demonic. And when you feel this yeah. kind of a worrying feeling, I always felt like if you kind of smell a rat there's probably a rat. So when yeah. you get that sense of there's a there's an, a there's an oppressive feeling, or in a worry that seems sort of like it shouldn't even be there, like it's illogical, that's a good time to um, take the holy water you have in your home and make the sign yeah. of the cross and say, uh, Saint Michael, pray for me and deliver me from anything uh, demonic. You know, um, worry is not one of the seven virtues. You know, it's it's um, you know, <laughs> prudence maybe, but worry is not a virtue. It's kind of like. You know, you know what if what if we were driving a car with Jesus and Jesus is driving and we're sitting in the back seat telling him to watch out for this go this direction be careful there I mean no one likes a back seat driver and that's really right. and really that's what worry is worry is just a back seat driver telling god he doesn't know what he's doing
3: That's we, right and you know we don't like to admit that but and I always tell people about this worry is actually a conscious choice even though we don't feel like it is fear that's another story that's an emotion I, I can't always control my fear, but I can control whether I'm wearing or not. You know, up there, I like this analogy. I fly a lot because I travel around spreading good news. I don't know of anyone who, when they get in a plane, stops by the cockpit and talks to the pilot and says, "Now, listen. Here's where we're going to go. Here's the way I want you to fly this plane today." No, we trust. We trust that that pilot knows what he's doing. But yet, with the Lord, we have such a problem trusting that he knows what he's doing. And I think that's the secret to, to, to overcoming anxiety. A big part of the secret is to really get to know him, to really get to know him on a daily basis. The more we do that, the more confidence we'll have in his ability to do a better job taking care of us than we can.
0: You know, um, one time I I, – it was kind of during a time of adversity. I was working for a New York bank, and they wanted me to move to New York from California. They were closing the California office, and I said no – and I had took a silver streamer, not quite a golden parachute. It ended up in my, me starting my CPA, from which you know it's kind of radically changed my life. But there, was, at that moment in time, it, I could have seen it as a great adversity. But I thought to myself, you know, in two years everything is going to be back to normal. Everything's going to be good. So why not just live in that now, instead of worry about the future? But I took some time. I, I really needed like a hiatus. And I took some time, and over a six-week period, I went down to the beach, and every day I read Scripture all through the day. So I read the New Testament, the Old Testament, and then the New Testament again, all in six weeks. And what I saw when I fast-forwarded through Scripture like that was this this again and again and again— uh, God uh, calling us to enter in the, into the, the land of rest and uh, and mm-hmm. also he, he kept saying you're not listening to me so uh, don't listen to the demons and don't listen to your worries uh, listen to God, the whole, whole key to rest is R-E, recognize God is God and you're not and S-T, trust in, in God's uh, will for your life and that's how you come to a point of rest. We're talk, we've been talking with Gary Zemek, he's written a great book uh, Find a Real Friend in Jesus what's your website Gary? Before we break away?
3: My website, Bear, is followingthetruth.com.
0: Thanks, Gary, for being our guest on Deep Adventure Radio. We'll be right back uh, with more. I'm your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak.
1: Surf's Up, real and radical ways to live your faith.
5: Hi, this is Mark Cox of thekingsmen.org for Deep Adventure Radio, with this week's Surf's Up episode. In my new book for men, Courage Brothers, A Call to Answer the Crisis in Masculinity. I focus on John the Baptist. In the Gospel of Luke, we hear Jesus say, I tell you, among these born of women, no one is greater than John, yet the least in the kingdom is greater than he. John was a man of, of little uh, problem with food. John's food was locusts and wild honey. Locusts and honey. Can you imagine having these foods as your steady diet? For the person that had a tendency to complain when his food does not taste good, there's not cooked to the satisfaction in a restaurant. This is a hard thing to imagine. But what does this tell us about John? This is a man who is focused on his mission, to do the will of God. He's not concerned with food. Let's look at John the Baptist's great courage and humility as a man. John was not afraid to call a spade a spade either. The mission was to call others to repentance and boldly proclaim that the kingdom of God was at hand. Can you see the liberals of today reacting to some of John's words? John doesn't care about anyone's thoughts or opinions is concerned only with what God thinks. He demonstrates this best when he calls out the Sadducees and Pharisees, when he calls them a brood of vipers, and boldly warns them of their impending judgment for their actions. John shows great fortitude when he rebukes Herod for his unlawful marriage. Brothers, we need to do this in today's culture. Men, today, the world is starving for courage, starving for men like St. John the Baptist. I pray that you have that courage. I pray that you call upon the intercession of this great saints. For as Jesus said, there has been no man born of woman greater than John. This has been Mark House for Deep Adventure Radio at this week's Surf Up episode. Surfs Up, go deep or go home.
1: That's right. oh. Now back to Paradise and Deep Adventure Radio.
0: Aloha, and welcome back to Deep Adventure Radio. We've heard so many great things. Uh, if you get our newsletter, you've probably already seen some of them, of the people that participated in our first Renegade Rosary run. We had people hang gliding and swimming and hiking and surfing, and even one, one, one person you know golfed uh, for 5K and prayed, the, uh, prayed through the rosary three times. And we're going to be doing another one. Gonna bring it back to you by popular ban- demand, probably in about six meet- months. But go to our website, and uh, we're starting to come up with some more of our um, our deep adventure gear, like T-shirts and hats, and and ribbed and, and uh, tank tops for women that you'll really love. And you can buy my book, Deep in the Wave: A Surfing Guided Soul. It just keeps bumping along in the top, top uh, books in the surfing world, and uh, it's a great book because you can give it to anyone you want to. Uh, it grabs your attention right away because it starts out with my son surfing 80 foot waves. It's a book of adventure, but it really is a book that challenges people to the deepest adventure of all, which is to abandon ourselves to God's will. And you can also order my new book. It's you can you'll be getting it any any week now. A uh, deep adventure. The Way of Heroic Virtue, that's coming out um, um, from Servant Books. So go to our website, subscribe to our newsletter and to our social media. You'll be so glad you did because you can share it with your friends. It's a great way uh, to evangelize. Until next week, I'm your adventure guide, Bear Wozniak. We appreciate you, for, for you being part of our renegades, part of our ohana. Until next week, may the breath of the Holy Spirit aloha you. Aloha.
1: This is Deep Adventure Radio. Hear archived shows, buy Bear's book, Deep in the Wave, A Surfing Guide to the Soul, and sign up for our Wave of the Week email at deepadventure.com. For the latest news on Bear and Deep Adventure, visit us on Facebook and share Deep Adventure with your friends. The most radical thing you can do in life is abandon yourself to
5: the wild adventure of God's will. Deep Adventure Radio.